0: Welcome to Timber Nook Tips.
1: Hey, Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom back for some Timber Nook Tips. Angela, what are we talking about this time?
0: So we're going to be talking
1: about, um,
0: you know, really providing real, real play environments for children.
1: And, And what's that look like?
0: So, um, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and a lot of our um, environments for children nowadays um, are, are almost contrived, maybe would be the best word, but and in, for instance, in a typical classroom, it's often um, adult-directed and it's very activity-oriented. And so, um, it's, there's usually um, a specific purpose or an outcome that's expected of, of the child. And, um, the same with a lot of our therapy sessions, There are often, um, certain protocols, like you spin a child a certain amount of times. Um, you know, there's some preconceived we're doing this right now. And what I found is what we're starting to find is that there's, um, it creates more anxiety for children. Um, and when children have any kind of sensory issues, that anxiety is often tied, um, with that. And so having that contrived, um, environment, for instance, um, let's say having like a, a sand, a little sandbox type thing
1: uh-huh.
0: and it's a station and, and you say to the child, now this is your turn at the sand station. Um, sometimes when children have sensory issues, that can actually increase anxiety for them. Um, versus if they're outdoors and there's like, you know, let's say giant mud puddles and there's other children playing in and out of those mud puddles and it as a choice actually takes away the pressure. Because it's a choice. And so um, we will see more gains with kids with sensory issues in a real environment with a real neighborhood-type play because there's no preconceived we're doing this right now.
1: That makes well, sense. kids, kids kind of are wired with kind of a BS detector. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. right way to describe it, but that's kind of what it is. They – I mean – they know the difference between a real experience and activity and, and something that's put together and these environments you're talking about a lot of times they're put together to meet the needs of of adults and and children's needs become secondary or tertiary uh, if if they even make that high on the list right
0: and we tend to try to control their behavior like we're, we're trying so much to control their behavior that's actually um, increasing behavioral issues if that makes sense um, and there's a lot of transitions is another issue. Is um, we're constantly changing the activity because yeah. we're, we engage them in it, but they don't get to that deeper level of um, of play that we that we, they so desperately need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we probably touched on things here that we'll we'll, we'll circle back to many times in this show. Um, so the opposite of these contrived environments would be
0: would be um, would be that true occupation of children, which is that outdoor play. And I think we want to be as real to that as possible. We want it to be child driven. Uh-huh. We want it to be meaningful and we want it to be a choice. Um, and I also think that there needs to be plenty of time and space for that. And when we sacrifice on time or space, we, um, we lose a lot of that therapeutic value. You know, if we rush them through an experience or that play opportunity, they're not going to get to that deeper level of play.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, there's real play. And when I'm talking real play, I'm just, I'm just, when I use that phrase now, I pretty much just default to anybody that wants to know Peter Gray's definition of play in his book, Free to Learn, because I think that's the most, most inclusive, most complete definition that I've seen in a long time. And then there's activity that is play-like, Mm-hmm. We might call it play, but it lacks many or at least one of those conditions of play that Peter Gray talks about. and so time is a huge one that, that the kids are free to enter or quit the play um, of their own accord. and then another one is is the choice. and I think one of these these contrived environments you talk about, one of the things that's really lacking there is choice. Yes. You're, you're here and there's the sand pit, and that's what we're, that's what's on the menu today. Yeah and and kids kind of lose out a lot of times because it's not a it's not a real kind of self-selected activity
0: and i think that's one of the biggest issues is that's increasing the anxiety when you take away choice especially when kids have sensory issues it increases anxiety for them um they feel like um they feel like they're being controlled like it's a control issue too Uh And they have any kind of sensory issue for instance um I always give this example, but it's such a perfect example. This little boy had um, come to Timberduck and he said, I know we're going to those giant mud puddles today, but he's like, I'm not taking my my boots off. And he had those plastic welly boots up, you know, on. And I said, that's fine. And so we went down and what happened was kids were catching frogs and uh-huh. he was so excited that he went right in and the mud went into his welly boots and he had socks on. So it felt really disgusting. Right? So yeah. he came out and he said, can I take this off? And I said, sure. So he took him off. He went back in barefoot and, um, and he started playing with the frogs. Well, first of all, that, that, that of play, right? That was true play. Mm-hmm. Um, that motivated him to overcome his fears. He went right in. Now, he had been working two years in a therapy clinic, unsuccessful to go barefoot. Um, so, so, And it was a real environment, right? So in a yes. clinic, they were having him go on a plastic balance beam, which doesn't generalize to a real environment anyway. Just because you go um, barefoot in a plastic balance beam doesn't mean you'll go barefoot in the dirt. So anyway, um, if I had said, no, I think you should try to take your shoes off, what do you think would have happened
1: uh, yeah just kind of shut down right So well, it was a
0: choice now yeah
1: yeah that choice is real powerful and i think again i think that's going to be a topic that we come back to over and over i love the barefoot um topic uh we're coming up on the end of time for this episode can we come back and do an episode on bare feet because i've got a i've got a related story i want to share with you angela
0: absolutely
1: hey listeners if you have topics you want us to dig into on the show share them with me there is contact information in the show notes and uh, we will be back soon with another episode thanks for tuning in Mm bye-bye
0: Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit
1: explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh...